0: I <laughs> don't
1: Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like did Baby Yoda's first words come after his second words? <laughs> you lost Baby Yoda, don't you? I love him. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Duct tape is like the force, by the way. Has a light side, a dark side, and binds the universe together. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show. From the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed. picks and paws on her unconscious mind. And that's the very tune she snores. Let's have a listen tonight. <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim cheroo. Nathan's got a face that belongs in the zoo. Oh yeah! blimey. Mary Poppins, there you go. Yeah, bringing a bit of Mary Poppins here on our Aww. penultimate Christmas show. Next week's our Christmas special. Did you know that? Yay! Yay! How quickly is that whizzing by? I've not bought anything, no. I have nothing. Nope. And literally, next week will be our Christmas show. This is ridiculous. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also a producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week that you can tell the age of an artificial Christmas tree by counting the lines of duct tape around the box it's stored in. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. Getting into the Christmas spirit? No. I know how much she loves Christmas. No. No? What's the thing you like about Christmas the most? Is it the food, the merriment, the drinking? Getting time off work? Mm -hmm. The TV schedules? Nothing. Heather's Christmas tree isn't the only thing getting lit this Christmas. (laughs) Are you going to put it up yourself? (gasps) No. Or are you going to put it in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle is trying to get into the Christmas spirit, but she can't get into the bottle. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. She put the rum in pa rum pa pum. Pum. Yes. Also, sitting to my right tonight is our resident attorney, Dr. Nathan Bush. Nathan is convinced that every time a sock goes missing from his dryer, it comes back as an extra Tupperware lid. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Nathan. (laughs) Finding a $5 bill in my pants, in a pocket, whilst doing the laundry, I imagine that's like winning the lottery for me. Yes, i I'd share that with you. I love it. A little bit of moment of joy, triumphant merriment, juvality. All words we can squeeze into a Christmas hymn. Yes. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. This is Season 3, Episode 86, as for some reason everyone raves at the camera in the studio. Yeah. You can watch us in the studio. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit while. The Listening Party currently taking <gasps> place on Facebook. If you jump over to Facebook right now, mm-hmm. taking place at this very minute is The Listening Party. We had 600 comments last week, so I'd share wow. that with you. Awesome. Wow. Everyone's sharing GIF wars, they're sharing jokes, they're sharing comments about the show, they're posting many fantastic and wondrous things on there. So if you wish to join in, we are about to leap into the snow. That is the round we call a lack of general knowledge. And you can play along. Many people play along on the show. I'm sure they're going to do a lot better than we are in the studio. But you can play along and you can keep a score as well. That's our listening party on Facebook. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, and you will find that on there. So, to usher in the first round, the knotted Christmas tree lights, mounted sponsored gong of infinite knowledge, with the broken baubles of facts, and the eggnog of statistics. I've got plenty of eggs, but I'm clean out of nogs, so you can't have any. Stand back. <gasps> wow, look at that. Fantastic. Always very impressive. On this day, in 1466... Florentine artist and Renaissance sculptor Donatello passed away, they think, at the age of 80, because they're not quite sure when he was born, but they're sure when he died. Feeling confident on this round? No. What do you think you're getting? Renaissance art, sculpture, Florence, what do you think's coming along now?
0: Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: <sighs> you wish. <laughs> Would you be good at that? Maybe. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you've set yourself up now, Morris, haven't you? Mm. The armor for the villain Shredder was inspired by which kitchen item, Miss Morris? A Shredder. What's a Shredder? Cheese Shredder. Cheese Shredder. So you're suggesting that his name is Shredder, Because they based his armour on a cheese shredder. Surely his name would have been greater, wouldn't it? At that point, do you not think? (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing that out there. No. You're sticking with that, are you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Michelle, due back on planet Earth at any minute, what do you think? What kitchen item was based on his armour? What did he wear? Any thoughts? A whisk. He had a whisk. Shredder had a whisk. Nathan, have you any clue what we're talking about? No. Excellent. Have a guess (laughs) at a piece of kitchenalia. A a Cuisinart. I have no idea what that is. I thought that was some sort of uh, game you play around the Christmas table. No. What is that? It's like a blender. It's a blender. So when you say blender? Because it's not a blender, it's a cuisinart. Okay, Ooh. I've never heard such wonders. <laughs> Sounds like a tribe of people on Star Trek. My yeah. knowledge of kitchenalia is obviously lacking in this mm. department, isn't it? He discovered this. The creator of the turtles, Kevin Eastman, was one of the gentlemen. He discovered this whilst he was doing the washing up at the time. Anyone want to change their guess at this point? You're going to stick with a. A pad. You're going to go with a brillo pad, It was a cheese grater, Yay! thank you, Mrs. Morris wins her first grated points of the evening. You're I tried welcome. to talk you out of it, didn't I? Yeah,
0: it wasn't going to happen. He had
1: a rectangular cheese grater, and he put his arm through it, apparently. there you go, oh. and you've won your first points of the evening, despite me trying to persuade you otherwise. Remember, graters are always going to be graters. I'd like to share that with you. <laughs> I can think that would be haters, wouldn't it? But I've just changed that up for a little no. bit there. Now, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the two gentlemen that invented the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, were sued by an individual who said he had the idea first. But who gave that person the idea? So they were sued by a gentleman who said, I came up with that first, but that gentleman said someone gave it to him. All I need you to do to win your slippery sewage-laden points tonight, is to tell me who he thought had told him about the Ninja Turtles, Miss Morris.
0: Wow.
1: I'm not really understanding
0: the question, but I'll say Walt Disney for the heck of it.
1: They, well, let me explain the question to you, and then you don't have to guess, do you? They were sued by a gentleman who said, I came up with that first. But in court, that gentleman said that he was given the idea by somebody else. And that person you will know, that person is famous. I needed you to tell me who it was. Walt Disney will suffice, I guess. I suspect Walt Disney died a long time before the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Are you sure? ...were conceived. It must have been what he died a long time ago, Walt Disney, didn't he? Are you sure? For one reason. What do you mean, am I sure? That he died a long time ago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's dead and died a long time ago. I'm going to say Walt Disney. Well, you say Walt Disney. That's perfectly acceptable as a reasonably good answer, Michelle. Who told that individual about? He's a crazy man. Let's put that straight out there. The guy who's suing them is off his tits. So who would you think told him? Elvis. Elvis. Fantastic. Nathan, pick somebody. Michael Jackson. Again, all good answers. It was, in fact, God. God gave him the answer. I was going to say Jesus. Well, that would work because Jesus is God if you want to get down that road. And he's in all of us, of course. So you could say that any one of us could have come up with that God. He knows what turns you on. 100% true. I cannot give the points away. What superhero beat up the Ninja Turtles? Who would that be, Miss Morris? A superhero. A superhero beat up the Ninja Turtles.
0: Is this in real life or in the cartoon?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, of course, in real life. (laughs) It was in a comic book. Does that count? Yes, it was in real life. The superhero beat up the Ninja Turtles in real life. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) Don't let me deter you in your opinion, will you?
0: Um, Is it a real superhero or one made up just for that comic book? You want clues, do you? It's
1: a real superhero. Oh, I would have to say it was Batman. You think they uh, got beaten up by Batman? Yep. You're going with that, are you? It's not an antihero, right? I'm giving you the question as you, it sits here on the is page. Is it a
0: superhero, like super good hero, super or an hero.
1: Anti-hero? superhero character? Mm. Let's not get into semantics. Are not you like going to
0: crocodile pick... man or anything?
1: <laughs> Croc something? I don't know about Crocodile man. Crocodile man beat up the Ninja Turtles. This is a superhero character you are familiar with. Batman. God, it's hard work, isn't it? Trying to squeeze the answers out. Michelle, pick a superhero that beat them up. Deadpool. Deadpool, that's a fantastic answer. Do you know any superheroes, Nath? No. Pick somebody. The Joker. The Joker, Oh, Not a superhero, but a a villain. A great answer. It was, in fact, Batman. (gasps) I will give Morris. Thank you. Batcave points you on out to a rather resplendent four yes he was he was in the comic they got beaten up by batman and in the comic they actually went back to the drawing board and worked out why they got beaten up and how batman had better ninja skills than they did so they used that as a lesson to learn to do better the ninja turtles actually have the same origin story as a superhero character and he's a little bit more obscure but if you recall, the Ninja Turtles, I think, were walking across the road. Or oh, they got hit. There was a canister of radioactive slime. And uh, it's the same origin story. This superhero character got hit by a truck. The truck was carrying a canister. That then allowed them to have superhero qualities. anyone want to jump in and tell me who that would be? There's been films made about him. And a TV series.
2: It's one thing.
1: Swamp thing. Any thoughts, Miss Morris? You're the comic book expert. What's that guy? <laughs> I'll give you a clue. The truck, when it hit him, made him go blind. Oh. Silence prevails. The sound oh, of Oh, what's that
2: guy's name?
1: Daredevil. There you go. They it. have the same origin story as the Daredevil. I just thought I'd share that with you as a, a point of interest. There are 492 billionaires on this planet. Did you know that? I'm and not, not one, one of, of them that. has decided to become Batman. This is incredibly (laughs) disappointing. Why did the Ninja Turtles get censored heavily in Britain? There, there's your question. Because I will tell you a story as soon as this question is over, because I know them slightly differently. But the Ninja Turtles got censored heavily in Britain. I need you to tell me why.
0: Mm, Because they were only wearing a belt and (laughs) whatever else for their business (laughs) showing.
1: Yeah. I will tell you that when I did my research on the Ninja Turtles, the two gentlemen that created them said they used to get some erotic fan mail. I'm not about to go into detail, but uh, nothing was spared. Everything was on display, apparently. Yeah. So you're thinking there were heroes in a half shell, but they had no knickers on. Yes. So they, they got censored. They wasn't wearing any knickers. Correct. Okay. Michelle, why do you think they were censored in Britain? You are thinking they were too violent. Anything you'd like to add to that, Nathan? Disparaging the Queen. Disparaging the Queen. I will tell you that it's in the title. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was what was censored primarily. But is anyone going to jump in and win themselves some points? I know them. When I used to watch this, on a Saturday morning, the cartoon would play... On a show on the BBC on a Saturday morning, and it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. They couldn't use the word ninja. That's right. And nunchucks are actually banned in Europe, so whenever there was nunchucks on the cartoon, they were replaced by a little kind of. Do you remember Batman in 1966 where it used to go biff, pow, pow. And wham, pow? A um, baton. They're chains. Like a cheerleader baton. That's exactly right. So I remember them, and I could never work this out as a kid. It used to be teenage mutant hero turtles, heroes in a half shell, turtle power. But yes, they were heavily censored. The word ninja was removed for heroes, and the word biff and wham and so forth was put over the cartoon whenever the nunchucks come out, because nunchucks are banned in Europe. There you go. I wanted to be a ninja, so I googled ninja school. The link just said page not found, and I thought, well played, ninja school. Well played. (laughs) Now, Raphael once punched which famous historical figure in the chops? There you go. Raphael punched a famous historical figure in the mouth. I just need you to tell me who... A real
0: figure that is. or it's a real cartoon person. figure? a no real
1: person. Again, we're going down the road of how real do you want them to be? Hmm. I don't want to burst your bubble, but they're not real. They don't exist. But in the comic book... You don't book, know that. Well, in the comic book, they go backwards and forwards in time. So I'm giving you a little bit of a clue there. If you could punch anyone in the face... <laughs> oh, God. ...from any period of history, I guess who would you pick? Einstein. Why would you punch... <laughs> Damn those Teutonic (laughs) Mathematicians Bane of my life With your relativity (laughs) Go back to where you came from It's terrible Poor Einstein, what's he done to you? (laughs) To be fair, you've never got on well with your relatives (gasps) Any thoughts, Miss Morris? Who would Raphael punch in the face? Any figure from history, if he had a time machine, who would that be?
0: Mm, I would have to say... Your mother. Uh, (laughs) Tesla.
1: Wow. Tesla. I was so ugly when I was born. The midwife slapped my mother. I'd share that with you. I was going to be called a day. My dad took one look at me and said, I think I'll call that a day. This is my life. This is what I've got to put up with. My parents were telling me these stories constantly. So you are going to go with... Tesla, of all the people in history, why would you want to punch him in the face? What's he done to you? Hitler. What have the Romans ever done to us? That took a leap, didn't it? (laughs) You're going to go with Hitler. Genghis Khan. What's it? (laughs) Damn you and your pillaging and plundering. Take this. Michelle, she's left you not very much because she's only mentioned four (laughs) names. So in the entire history of mankind and civilization, Raphael punched this famous individual in the chops. You just need to tell me who he is.
2: I was going to say Hitler, mm-hmm. but I will also say Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Oh, Boney. <laughs> old Boney. good old bony. Nathan, pick a figure from his story. Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Miss Morris has got it right. It is, in fact, Hitler. Raphael punched Hitler in the face. And I'm feeling very generous. And Michelle's a very honest woman. I'm going to give you a couple of points. Thank you. As well for mentioning that, I'm sure that made him furious. (sighs) Now, on this day, actor, comedian and writer Dick Van Dyke was born. What was Dick Van Dyke's original name? Anyone want to jump in? Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Van Dyke. Yeah. So you're saying his original name was... Richard Van Dyke. Yeah. You're 100% correct. You've been cheating. I've never known. Such wonders. What have you been drinking over there? You've been monster. On the, you've been on oh, Monster Energy drinks. Wow. Yes, his name was Richard Van Dyke. That is 100% correct. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling very generous. We're near Christmas. I'm feeling philanthropic. Closest one wins. How old is he today? 96. 96. What are you thinking, Morris?
0: Mm, no, give me two
1: seconds. Nathan, pick a number. 99. Oh, he's 93. Red balloons. Miss Morris has gone 93. <laughs> he was 93 yesterday, but today he is 94. again. Oh. <laughs> Miss Morris <laughs> has gained herself double integers and moved up to 10. How does this work? Wow. Were well, you looking at my notes when I went to squeeze the lemon? You need to drink that more often is my suggestion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's suddenly firing synaptic links and the dust around her walnut has been shaken away. Phenomenal things, but it is true. Happy birthday, of course, to Dick Van Dyke. You like Dick Van Dyke, don't you? He did something very special. Do you remember what he did?
0: I love Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke's favorite holiday is Halloween.
1: Tell me what he does on Halloween.
0: He has animatronics built and they're huge. And I'm talking like 15 to 20 foot animatronics because his favorite thing to do on Halloween is scare kids.
1: Yes, and they come up to his door. Yep. And then a 25-foot animatronic, kind of Ghostbusters-themed monster suddenly tries starts. Tries
0: to reach out and grab him. Yep.
1: And they run off screaming in all directions. He like thinks a it's hilarious. Like a box of Whoppers dropped on the floor at Walmart. He's my new favorite person. Go onto YouTube, search Dick Van Dyke Halloween, you'll oh, see. He's many, amazing. He yeah, loves it. Many wonders. So for the first time in the history of MQTA radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Richard Van Dyke What big thing did his parents lie to him about when he was growing up? And it's quite a whopper. It's a large one. Oh it's a <sighs> beast. Yes indeed. Really? His parents lied to him about something you within the tell... family? Is it real or isn't it a book? It's real. This genuinely happened. It's in his autobiography. It's mm, true.
0: That the stork dropped him off.
1: That he was laid on the doorstep, in the chimney. By a stalk. Yes. And he was told this growing up. That's the biggest lie you can think of, isn't yep. it? Yep. Michelle.
2: Maybe he was adopted.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Oh, they're telling him he's adopted when he actually isn't. That's like the other way. That would be really dark, wasn't it? I wish he'd never adopted you now. Turns out they were actually his parents. Nathan. What did they lie to him about? He was the milkman's son. He was the milkman's son. You're going in the right direction. But they lied to him about his birthday. He was worried on his 18th birthday, which, of course, is today. We know it's his birthday today. Happy birthday. But he was worried he was going to get drafted. And they said to him, no need to worry. You're actually born. Well, he thought he was born in March. Turns out he was actually born today. He was convinced his birthday was in March. And they had a separate birthday celebration for him up until the age of 18. Until they told him, due to him suspected he would be draught, that it was actually today. It was in December. Do you know why they did that? Have you no. any idea why they would have done that? There is a reason for it.
0: Taxes. Uh, does it change his number for the draft number?
1: They didn't want him to think he was conceived out of wedlock. So they brought his birthday oh. forward to March. There you go. But as we know, of course, it is today. So I thought that was a fabulous fact little bit of information there. Of course, the easiest way to forget your wife's birthday is to forget it once.
2: <laughs> what, was,
1: what was odd about Van Dyke's first radio appearance? His first radio appearance was very strange indeed. Do you want a clue? Yeah. It was 1948. 15 million people tuned in. He was doing something very specific. Playing harmonica. So you think his first radio appearance was strange because he was playing an instrument, an instrument, Mm -hmm. an instrument of doom. Yes. Michelle, what do you think he was doing on the radio that 15 million people tuned in in 1948? It was his first radio appearance and he was doing something very specific.
2: I think maybe he was impersonating someone else.
1: I'll give you a clue. You need someone else to do this with. Oh, yeah. Bearing in mind it's 1948, but yes, you need someone else to do this with you. Now, 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 now. Silence prevails. What do you think he was getting up to, Nathan? He tripped over the ottoman in the living room. He chopped over. What was he doing in his living room? He's in a radio studio. Am I going to have to tell you this? Yes. Yes. The show was called Bride and Groom. He got married on the radio before he was famous in 1948. 15 million people tuned in for the show, and they were so poor that the radio station paid for their honeymoon and paid for the wedding, but he got married. Wow. On the radio, on a show called Bride and Groom, which would be similar, I guess. The shows we have now, like Love Island, 1948's version of Love Island. The raciest part of that why my assiduity towards you has left me undone. It's people writing in in droves complaining, (laughs) police knocking on the door as they balled up the radio station so no one can get in. Wow, I was told by a doctor I could no longer touch anything alcoholic, so I got a divorce. controversial ladies and gentlemen van dyke tried to join the air force several times but was turned down for the same reasons you just need to tell me why turned down by the air force he's tried to join on several occasions he eventually made it by the way he got in eventually but the first two or three occasions he was turned around and said, nope, you cannot join. I just need you to he tell was too me tall. why he was a very tall gentleman. That is true. I believe he was 6'2", six 6'3", six around the area. Yes, and that was when he was 12, I might add. Couldn't fit in the airplane, too tall. Couldn't fit. Yeah, there are other jobs to do in the Air Force other than sit in airplanes.
0: I don't think he wanted to check
1: tire pressure. That's what my granddad did during the Second World War. He was yeah. part of the ground crew. Michelle. Why was he turned away?
2: He had bad eyesight.
1: He had bad eyesight. And how was that improved several years later, do you think?
2: He ate carrots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a myth. That was a myth perpetuated (laughs) by the British during the Second World War because the Germans couldn't understand how we knew where all their positions were. And we, through propaganda, told the Germans that we ate a lot of carrots. But as you well know, We invented radar, and we didn't want to tell them that we had radar. So we told the Germans we ate a lot of carrots. I don't know whether carrots improve your eyesight or not. I guess getting a carrot in the eye is going to leave you slightly blinded. Why was he refused several times joining the Air Force, Nathan? I was going to say he was too tall, but I'm now going to say his feet were too big. He was, in fact, too skinny, would you believe? He got turned around for being too skinny. What do you think they advised him to do? What do you think happened next? They said, go away and eat cake. Eat cake. Well, they asked him to consume something very specific. And he bacon. Bacon. They asked him to go away and consume milkshakes. Milkshake mm-hmm. is where he, they told Did it him to bring be. the
2: boys to the yard.
1: Yes, they bring mm-hmm. the boys to the yard because they like it thick and sweet, apparently, Michelle. Yes. Wow. Heather now finds all the boys to be lactose intolerant. <laughs> Ooh. I can't help feeling there's a little bit of friction and tension in the room at the moment. It's been simmering in the background like a meta-narrative. And you are in the lead, of course. Oh, my God, she's picking up missiles. What is that you've got there? Throwing star? It's the same thing that hit you two weeks ago. Oh, the throwing candy. Yes, Nestle's throwing candy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that was then, but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show, the we love the mailbag. I'm gonna to have to look at the scores here. Heather, have you got ten? How's that happened? How have you managed ten points this evening? I've never known such wonders. The mm. Christmas spirit has entered you and given you all of my answers, hasn't it? Mm. If you wish to write to us, we love receiving your messages of support and all of your comments we will read them out so get writing away. We like that. Deanna posted another great show tonight. You are the best in Friday night entertainment. Thank you for the laughs and the shenanigans. Thank you, thank you, thank you Diana. You. you can catch us at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network, and you can listen as well as Diana at that time. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Heater, our good friend and follower in New York. Hi, Heater. Hi, Heater. <laughs> He's made a fantastic 2020 election poster. I loved us. it. Oh, boy. There. It looks like we're trying to get your votes. It says, vote for me. Fantastic. That's a good idea, actually. I might try that. Vote for me. What do you think my strapline would be if I went to be the mayor here? If I wanted to be voted. Obviously, I'm foreign. Why now. am I here? Vote for me. Why am I here? Do you think that would work? Do we have a button with that on? Vote for me. I wasn't educated here. I think that would be something we could run with. Vote for me. I'm not like you. <laughs> <It> could be... <laughs> <laughs> to alienate I love that. the electorate. That's fantastic. He also posted a picture of himself dressed as a sailor when he was little. That's so cute. <laughs> and then there was an argument about which rank it was, yeah. which was ridiculous. I'm sure Three Stripes in the Navy is a petty officer of some description, but someone chose to argue with me about that. But is a good follower and a good friend of the show. Yes. And he does help us along, as many of you do. So Miss Morris is going to spend a few seconds telling you about patreon and how you can help us move this show along and we can stay on air
0: well let's face it without our supporters we wouldn't have a studio or a show so thanks to our patrons we've been able to upgrade keep and maintain the equipment keep and maintain any archives that we have that's and
1: expensive it people is people have no idea how expensive it is yeah. to be on all of these platforms you have to pay for this yeah. And, if you want to post just one or two mm, bits on SoundCloud, it's free. But if right. you're putting an hour on every single week, they then want your money.
0: Yeah, and to keep the archives, because ultimately what happens if you want to use a free platform, ones fall off the back end when sure. you when right. you add new ones. So um this has helped us to Maintain our large archive, which is it's what? into
1: the seventh or eighth year now. Something like you can listen yeah. to the show anytime you wish. The show is free, it'll always be free. But if you wish to donate to the show, it then allows you to listen to all of Early those. And you get to access. we're going to wave to the camera in the studio. Yeah. We actually video ourselves. You can see us if you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA radio, make a donation. It's only a dollar. You get lots of shows on there that haven't been aired. You get to see the video. Lots of, you get to hear the show first, of course, once it's aired.
0: We have odds and ends on there. Yeah, there's lots
1: of fun and interesting mm-hmm. bits and pieces for you, so you're getting good value for your dollar. But we're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, mm-hmm. if you're listening to us on SoundCloud now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate what we do on iTunes, Stitcher, it, TuneIn, BuzzSpot, Spotify, Gasbox, Hedgehog, putting the tortoise away for the winter, Gravid Frogs. Mothman, all kinds of weird and strange (laughs) and wonderful things. Do you wish to talk about the Not For Your Mother round? Because if you go and find us in our archives, you actually get a little bit more of the show that we can't do on the Dark Matter Digital Network.
0: Yeah, if you go on there, you're going to get the Not For Your Mother segment, which is a space for us to put stories that we find that are a bit naughty.
1: Adult. Laced in innuendo. see. Yeah. Well, there is no innuendo. We just come out and say it. Nothing's yeah. suggested. Yeah. It's fully out and there and yep, on display, l- is it not? Let's face it. We just can't scan past them. We have to read them. Yeah. This is true. So if you find us in any of our archives after we've aired on a Friday night, at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio. We do a round called Not For Your Mother, and it's just laden with filth. And some people think... And tell us it's their favourite part of the show. Yep. Yep. And I can't disagree with them. There are laughs in abundances. Lisa is a good sponsor. I oh, love you. Follower and her husband, John. She says, yes. thank you for the energy you have on the show. Helps us get through the days. Oh. Some days we're not full of energy, but we get together no, and no. we drink merrily and bang the gong and everybody's happy. Catherine has posted that our high school was so small that they had sex education and driver's ed in the same car. <laughs> Welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> Apparently she passed both with flying colours. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Go to Adrian underscore Lee yeah. underscore tips. My books are available. There's many of them. I think I've published about seven now altogether. But if you go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee. They're stocking stuffers. You can find them on there. Some of the books, Mysterious Midwest has had 50, 60 reviews, and all of them are five stars. Yes. And to quote one of your presidents, you can't please all the people all of the time, right? But apparently that book's doing a bang-up job. It is. So if you're interested in ghosts, history, the paranormal, Minnesota, the Midwest, I've written a book called How to Be a Christian Psychic, The Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, Ghosts and UFOs Connecting Paranormal Phenomena Through Quantum Physics is my latest book but they're all on there for you and if you go to YouTube you can actually see lectures on these books free of charge if you go to YouTube search for Adrian Lee Ghosts and Hauntings of the Midwest would be one of them or you can type in UFOs Ghosts and Mufon you can see my lecture that I gave to Mufon of Minnesota about all things ufology and alien and if you wish to give the team a christmas present this year why don't you invite your friends onto our Facebook wall? Yes. So go onto Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well of tonight's stories and all of the banter is currently taking place, and invite your friends onto that wall, and that would be a fabulous Christmas gift.
0: I want a real one.
1: You'd like a real Christmas gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the gift of
1: laughter? <laughs>
0: I give every week.
2: I give and I give. That
1: reminds me of being British and me saying to my parents, Can I have a dessert? And they'll say, Yes, you can have an apple or an orange. That's not a dessert. No, That's it's a piece not. of fruit. What's wrong with you people? How's that dessert? Now. Clarice is a good friend of ours. <gasps> yes. She's in her seventies. She works at the local food shelf. It's called the Windham Area Sharing Centre, and this is our Christmas charity. We've done this for many years now. There are lots of people that can't afford Christmas dinner around the Christmas period, and the Windham Area Sharing Centre provides food all the year round. Can you believe there were four thousand three hundred and seventy-seven people they fed this year alone? That's a hundred and forty thousand four hundred and seventy seven food boxes and they run solely on donations so i've put all the information on facebook but if you wish to write them a check they run on donations they're feeding people in the christmas period i know a hundred percent that every single cent you will donate goes towards that food i know them personally i've worked there i've helped them out we've done this charity for many years now it's a fabulous group of people helping people in need and if you give freely. You receive freely, right? So if you wish to write a check, that's the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. That's the 1156 4th Avenue. 1156 4th Avenue, Wyndham, Minnesota, 56101. And again, the details of that are on our Facebook wall. This week would not have gone by. Bearing in mind today is Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So we've managed to avoid anything bad happening to us yes. at this point, And there's Before. only about an hour to go, which is good news. But it is Friday the 13th. Do you know what happened this week that was historical, that was fantastic, that was awesome, that was something that's going to make a big difference to our lives? Full moon? Yes. I think that's tomorrow or the day before. I can't recall. But it's around about this time. The Ghostbusters trailer. Yes, yes, yes. Do we want to discuss that for one minute, the Ghostbusters trailer? Because I know how much you like that 2016 film, Morris, with all the girls in it. That That doesn't
0: count. That looks more like fan fiction now.
1: Fan fiction. You watched the Ghostbusters trailer. Before I jump in with my two cents, give me a thought. Give me your, your comments on that. I loves it. You thought it was good. Why did you think it was good?
0: Because it had, it didn't go in it making it like a joke.
1: Right.
0: It wasn't um, it's a It's not cash, Saturday
1: Night Live, is it?
0: No, it wasn't a cash grab. And it seems like it will have those little funny bits. It, the great thing about the original film is that it had little bits that stuck out that were just funny.
1: Do you know the funniest part for me of the entire Ghostbusters original film? Do you remember when he's in Dana Barrett's apartment looking for the paranormal activity and he goes into a bedroom and she says nothing happens in there? And he says, that's a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, you could tell by the, what was it, the 2016 farce? Yes. That it was trying too hard. And making yes. it into something that it wasn't. And this looks like it should be the natural progression of where it should have went.
1: Any thoughts, Michelle? Anything you'd like to add? I just
2: I think it's gonna be good. Um I think it might be great. I love that there's younger kids in it for the sure. next generation.
1: I wasn't expecting it. That wasn't what I expected. Ghostbusters was a comedy, but I can see why they've stepped back for that. But it has that stranger things vibe yeah, about it. Does. It does. And that actor. Yep. I mean, they've got the same sort of people in it, I guess.
2: Finn, what's his name? Yeah.
1: It's already better. <laughs> this trailer's already yeah. better than the last film, right?
0: How can you say that? You loved the last film, and I no. blasted
1: you about it. I said it was okay because Kate McKinnon was in it, and if it wasn't for her, it would have been dreadful. As it was, it was just poor or okay. Okay. I never said it was good. You said it's not as bad as what you're making it out Will to be. Well, you spent 10 minutes with a thesaurus telling us how bad it was in every way, shape, and form. I've seen far worse films than that. Gremlins 2 springs to mind.
0: You watched it,
1: though. I did watch it. <laughs> Sometimes it. Sometimes you have to sit and watch the car crash, don't you? This yeah. is where we are. Wow. I was disappointed by the lack of Ghostbusters music. But having said that, I think it's imminent. This oh, is the, it's first, coming. the first trailer. This is just the taste. They've got a second and a third trailer coming oh, at yeah. some point. Right? I'll
0: tell you what. It had me as excited seeing this part of it as it did when they just alluded to the fact that there might be a film, remember? Sure. In the creepy shed where the, the tarp yeah. just kind of blows Blowing. off Ecto. Yeah. I was like...
1: Well, I will tell you that in Skyfall, the James Bond film, they never use the James Bond music until three-quarters of the way through when he suddenly takes the Aston Martin DB5 out of storage. And that's the first time, three-quarters of the way through, you suddenly get... So I think you know that's a really intrinsic part of Ghostbusters, like James Bond, and I think they're going to use that sparingly. And I think when it comes along... I almost think that in the next trailer... You're going to have a Star Wars moment where Han Solo says something like, Chewie, we're home. You're going to have Bill Murray just say something. Or one of the characters just come in and everyone's going to And that'll go, be the
0: week before it's released.
1: Everyone's going to go nuts. Do you but remember?
0: Slimer was in it.
1: Yes, this yep. is true. Slimer was in it. I like the idea as well. If we're going to go a bit more cerebral, I like the idea that Ecto's been left in a barn for nature to overtake. All the rust, the vines running through it and everything else. And then he goes and takes it on a joyride through a cornfield yeah. and then wrecks nature. So it's this nature versus nurture thing going on I thought was quite funny. But I guess that comes with studying films and nature versus nurture. But I'm excited. These are good yep. times. Ten seconds. What do we do on a Tuesday at eight o'clock every <sighs> single week? We week, week, week out, Miss Morris. We become Okies and have gift wars. We're Oakies Oh, on. yeah. Join us. Eight o'clock. Curse of Oak Island. I haven't got long. They found a rusty nail and some water back fit in a hole this week. So that was exciting. But each week, eight o'clock. Join us on Facebook. Tuesday night. We're critiquing The Curse of Oak Island in a watch party. It's very funny. And
0: George Carlin is alive. Yes. I saw him on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That guy is going to haunt my
1: dreams. 650 comments this week. (laughs) Hello. Michelle's on two. I'm yet to score. Heather's made the double integer of ten. Nathan is yet to score. As we run into the second round, it is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. A college student became so worried about a taxi driver's psychic insights after he told her about how she got dressed and she told the authorities. But Tony Cole, 60, insists he isn't a stalker and only knew of her morning routine through his psychic abilities. Why would you bring that up? You've got that's somebody weird. in your cab. Why don't you talk about your grandmother that's passed? Why would you look that up if you were a psychic? Rather than what colour panties she's wearing that morning. No. Yet Middlesbrough Council's licensing team has addressed Mr. Cole and warned him of his behaviour in a letter. It utterly shocked me. I thought, oh my God, you couldn't make this stuff up, Mr. Cole said. I picked a customer up and I must have been telling them stuff. I have scared the life out of them. They have gone into the college crying. The teacher said, he must be stalking you. The teacher has said, oh my God, he must have been in your bedroom you can filter what you get through as a psychic yeah and you can also phrase it in a certain way if a lady comes to me and her husband's died and she wants to contact him there might be a part somewhere through that reading where the gentleman who's her husband says you know he misses bedroom antics and so forth that's happened before and i'll just say to them he really misses the physical part of your relationship in spirit you don't have a physical body And uh, that's a good way of putting that. There are means and ways of getting this information across, but that hardly seems relevant. I told her that she had got out of bed, she had put some clothes on, then decided she didn't want to wear them and swapped them out. Hang on. How many women this morning woke up, put some clothes on, decided it didn't suit them or they didn't want them on? Nathan's got (laughs) his hand up, which is quite worrying. No. He's had to start wearing a bra ever since his wife found one in the car. (laughs) But it's hardly... (laughs) Unbelievable. It's hardly a stretch, is it, as a psychic to say, wow, you know, you changed your mind this morning to a woman putting clothes on. Would you not think? The father of six said, I was telling her about her brother. And I think it must have been too close to the bone. Now he's talking about a bone of all things. The father of six of Red Car Cleveland says he regularly tells ten people stuff every day in his car, and most passengers enjoy this. Mr. Cole, who admits he's been to prison four or five times. Only since he he lost count after the fourth go. Says he woke up on his fortieth birthday hearing voices and he's been practicing spiritualism ever. Since he calls himself the Chubby Brown of spiritualism, and says he puts something different. Did you say it. the
0: Chubby Brown?
1: Yes, he calls himself the Chubby Brown of spiritualism. Chubby Brown is a northern comedian in Britain who's effing and jeffing constantly. Oh, he's one of the he's... rudest oh, I'm glad
0: you explained that because I pictured something else. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's he's never on TV, but he has a huge following because he's one of the rudest. Kind of, uh, if you had him on a chat show, within the first second, he'd say the F word and you'd be removed. He's, uh, he's
0: like an Andrew he's Dice a really Clay. Nice I mean, he's a really nice
1: guy. He's very intelligent. He's very polite. He's a great guy to talk to. But uh, his act is incredibly uh, close to the edge. In fact, it's gone over the edge and it's free falling. Ah. This is where we are. Wow. He says, I can't afford to lose my job. It's just the same as everybody else, the cabbie. Added, a Middlesbrough Council spokesman said a complaint was received from a member of the public about the behaviour of a local taxi driver. The driver concerned will receive a letter of advice regarding all future conduct. This can be scaring, or I know what you're wearing. You decide <laughs> to go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give myself two resplendent points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and haunted? Do I have to do it? What would you like to do?
0: I would... Gladly skip this story to tell perhaps a strange story.
1: Well, let's have Michelle jump in. and oh. You must have a story for me in the round of ghosts and haunts. What have I you got do, there, Michelle? I do. Fascinating photographs
2: of a reclusive mountain tribe who cooked their dead ancestors every day.
1: Your grandmother's never tasted better.
2: Mmm, delicious. To help preserve, them have been revealed. The Danai people of Balim Valley in West Papua, New Guinea also used to cut off the fingers of women
1: who had lost a loved one. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. That's not good news, is it? If you suddenly lose five in a car crash. <laughs> Great if you're an orphan. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> wow. We've got good news and bad news. <laughs> That's, so That's shockingly bad. Big think Van Dyke would have been all right, though, wouldn't he? All right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
2: A 250-year-old mummified body of a former village chief, and an elderly woman with stumps from where her fingers have been cut off are just some of the remarkable photographs shot by an Italian
1: traveller. That upsets me. I mean, how are you going to operate your digital watch now? It's me atrocious, isn't it? How are you going to text? No, no texting? No Xbox? No, no digital watch? <laughs> no finger food? Life's almost not worth living anymore, is it? My days of hitchhiking have gone. No more hitchhiking. There. It's no good doing mime on the radio, Michelle. Nobody can see you. We've had this conversation.
2: I forget.
1: <laughs> you forget. For the benefit of our listeners, Michelle was mimey trying to pick up a pen with two stumps. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> well, you soon, you soon learn how to use that stump. Yeah. Nice.
2: Uh Gianluca Giordoni. Forty-one spent days finding the isolated mountain tribe, but after finally meeting them, he was met with kindness, but he said he was taken aback when he saw the mummy preservation. According to the photographer, the Danai are said to keep seven mummies in total, but only two can be seen by foreigners. To preserve their bodies, it is greased every day with a balm they've made from pork fat and then held over a fire allowing the smoke
1: to preserve the corpse. So it even has a recipe. Mmm, delicious. Lovely.
2: Alongside mummification, the tribe's women have their fingers removed every time she loses a close relative, as they believe that it is symbolic and accurately represents their grief. The tribe has been heavily linked with cannibalism in the past, although neither gruesome tradition has taken place in the tribe since the 1990s. Um, yeah, they prefer pig festivals to eating humans now. The men kill a pig with a bow and arrow while the women prepare an open-air steam oven. Another tradition is that the men eat first, followed by the women. Speaking of the village chief, Gianluca said, The mummy is kept protected in a hut where access is strictly forbidden and only a select few are allowed to touch the dead. The mummy I saw was a village chief. His name was Wimimantak Mabel. And he was a glorious warrior. He lived more than 250 years ago and had 25 wives. But could have
1: done with more salt.
0: Yeah, he smells like bacon.
1: If you wish to see the mummified eating, (laughs) go to our Facebook (laughs) site. Who doesn't want to see that? Mm. It's all there for you. Miss Morris, you wanted to jump in with a story in the round of the strange and the bizarre. What have you got for me tonight?
0: They're one of the deadliest animals in the world.
1: The hippopotamus.
0: Yeah. But mosquitoes could soon be wiped out. Thanks
1: tell. to a giant swatter.
0: Thanks to one man's farts. <laughs> one man's farts. Oh, Insects yes, are falling God. out of the air. The
1: wallpaper needs rehanging. Yes. The ozone layer's getting thicker. Because my dad's in the bathroom the day after Christmas.
0: Joe Rawarama, 48, from Kampala, Uganda. Claims that his farts can kill mosquitoes up to six meters away. They're literally falling
1: out of the sky.
0: That's a butt cannon. Right there. (laughs) <laughs> nice. And that he's been hired by manufacturing company to help develop a new repellent. They're going to bottle that stuff. No! He's only eating beans from now no! on.
1: And he's sat in the bath with some test tubes.
0: <laughs> the reason for Joe's strange insect-killing farts remains unclear. Oh, I think it's pretty clear. And he claims that his farts are just like everyone else. I don't think so he said i eat ordinary food here we go just like everyone else but no insect can lay a foot on me not even a fly
1: mary joseph they, and jesus
0: they die
1: They missed stop on I smell like a normal man. Oh, if you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, (laughs) Michelle is giving you a drink this evening. Merry Christmas. I smell like a normal man,
0: and I bathe daily. And my farts are just like everyone else, like jacuzzi. They are only dangerous to small insects, and especially mosquitoes. Lovely. His special skill is well known across Kampala, according to the local barber James Yoweri. He said he's known all over the city as a man who can kill mosquitoes with his farts. <laughs> but when Joe is around, we all know the mosquitoes will vanish. It's like he's great for parties. He got to bring him <laughs> along for barbecues.
1: We need him in Minnesota. I know. So on the veranda, dropping his guts all night long. It's like a fogging van that goes by.
2: Remember when Heather made us smell of that ass juice?
1: On what, what yes. occasion? Yes.
0: <laughs> all the time, every occasion.
1: Ass juice. He, yes, you had a bottle called ass juice. <laughs> I know where it's at. Don't tell me. <laughs> God, that was grim. I'd forgotten about it. Damn you and your ways. I tried to forget about that. He is
0: respectful <laughs> of people around him and will only fart on command. No, oh, that's not necessarily command? true. It doesn't say that. He will yeah. only fart when there are mosquitoes around, which are bringing malaria, so he can tell those apart. He just kind of tags them, and then they're dead. His farts get rid of this disease, yeah. while the identity of the manufacturing company, Raid, remains a mystery. It's a mystery. Mr. Roamira, I can't say it, claims that they're paying him millions to help with the new repellent. Unsurprisingly, the news has sparked a series of jokes online. Ah. On a Reddit thread about the news, one user joked, This is how... Real life X-Men begins. I can
1: <laughs> that's, that's gotta be the C list score, isn't it? That's that's you've not made it to the top tier. Yeah, not We're even con- the middle. Not even the middle. Which is
0: the C the C <laughs> he superheroes. Goes, he goes on to say, I can make my dog get off the couch, but nobody's writing articles about me. Look, here comes Crocodile Man. <sighs> ah. One joked Imagine having a beer with your mate, and a mosquito lands on you, and he just gets up and rips a fat one on your arm, and it dies instantly. Can I rip your a arm?
1: fat one on your arm? <laughs> I'm sorry, I appear to have shot it. But at least the mosquito's gone. Yes, good news all around. I'm saving you from malaria. I've got good news, and I've got bad news. This should be on the Kings of Pain. Yeah. Kings of mild irritation. The good Hold uh, the guinea pig still. The
0: good oh. news is the mosquitoes are gone. The bad news is I need a
1: wash. Lovely. Go and get scrubbed. Okay, I'm going to squeeze in a quick one in the round of The Strange and the Bazaar. We've been talking about fingers and various problems with that. A woman was told how her neighbors think she is a witch because she was born with 20 toes and 12 fingers, would you believe? Huh? So either a concert pianist or a fantastic swimmer, I would suggest. She'd be the person you'd want to climb a tree. Do you see what I'm saying? Kumar Nayak, 63, was born with the abnormality, but said she can't afford any treatment. She claims neighbours in Ganjum or Disha in India abuse her due to her rare condition. Kumar said I was born with this defect and I couldn't be treated as we belong to a poor family. It's been 63 years... And I have been in this condition that I am today all of my life. You'd think at 63 you'd pretty much call it good now, wouldn't you? And think, well, I've had it for 63 years. Everyone in the village knows who I am. Let's just call it good.
0: She has to pay double for a pedicure.
1: That's not good news. Yeah, can you imagine walking through the door? You go now, you leave now, you cost me money. That's terrible. <laughs> Buy one, say, get one free. say one pedicure, walk yeah. in. Yeah. Buy one, <laughs> one, get one free. Free.
2: 20
0: toes. <laughs> oh no, I've been caught. Oh, you again? <laughs> you can you leave now. You use up all my time. And my polish.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me go for, you are black, you are white. You <laughs> are pink. Whole, you are hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> the residents believe that I'm a witch, and they keep away from me. "'But sometimes more visitors come to see my condition. "'I am forced to stay indoors as I am treated differently.' "'One sympathetic neighbour added, "'I know that she has a medical problem "'and it has nothing to do what others believe her to be. "'I feel sorry for her that she cannot even afford "'to get herself treated. "'Giving someone the finger would be difficult, wouldn't it? "'How would you decide which one to use?' Imagine playing the saxophone, the piano, all the piano? instrumentation you can play. <laughs> Look, I can stretch three or four octaves all at once. With shoes on, it's hard to tell, or she's polydactyl. <laughs> <laughs> you decide, to go to our Facebook Slack. more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, a word I never thought I'd say on the radio show, but there you go. Have we got time for a couple more? No. This is haven- it, is it? I was talking too long, was what? I? That's outrageous. i better jump in and do our outro. I've not even planned this. This will be straight off the cuff. This is spontaneous and it's called Wit. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This is the round we cannot read out on air for fear of getting removed or getting a hefty fine. But during the course of the week, we come across stories of an adult nature that we just can't read out. But in our archives, on our platforms, we can do whatever We wish. So, thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate you taking the time and effort to find our archives. We promise to be fun and informative for you. If you have small miners in the room, if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if you've got midgets in the room, dwarves, little people, if you're feeling grumpy, push him out the room and feel happy. Yeah. Good times. You have. Been warm. You're welcome. was <laughs> the sound of a beer opening up in the background. <laughs> Why don't you just kick your shoes off and relax into this round?
0: Yeah. Foster's oil can.
1: <laughs> wow. At least you waited for me to finish my sentence this time.
0: <laughs>
1: get it down, you girl. Don't wait for me. Go on. Get what? it down. I already you. opened it. I know. Here we go. Lovely. Look at that. <laughs> possibly go wrong she's over there surrounded by beer cans look at her (laughs) unbelievable now couples love to reenact movie sex scenes did you know this i guess it depends what movie you're watching doesn't (laughs) it
0: It depends on if you have someone to be with
1: wow let's hope it's not taxi driver and their favorite Is Mr. and Mrs. Smith, apparently. Oh. Three quarters of lovers like to reenact movie sex scenes, as survey claims, and the favourite is the one in which Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie fall in love. The pair played Married Assassins in 2005. 2005? Where's my life going? That's 15 years ago. Wow. (sighs) The action comedy Mr. and Mrs. Smith and had a torrid on-screen romp after trying to kill each other. Sounds like my marriage. I just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> Except with the romping part. More on the killing side of things. <laughs> Lovers also like Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore's pottery passion in Ghosts. <sighs> Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger's food-fuelled romp in Nine and a Half Weeks. Fan favourites also include Richard Gere with Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman and Tom Cruise with Nicole Kidman in Eyes Wide Shut. The ElicitEncounters.com survey of 2,000 people also revealed couples' top fantasy is romping in a public place or a plane. Or if you fly Boeing, you could probably achieve both. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Subtle. Other desires include being tied up, sleeping with a celebrity, domination, making a sex tape, and voyeurism. Wow, what an afternoon that was. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go back to Comic-Con. <laughs> Been banned. Half of women and 45% of men were embarrassed by fantasies, but would still tell their partners about them. Sex and relationship expert Jessica Luoni said... It's great news that so many people are turning their sexual fantasies into reality, including recreating lots of their hottest movie scenes, like the Flintstones or anything with Pee Wee Herman. I made that up. I have nothing to back that up. Intimate sex tape, or I better get in shape. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers (laughs) with Adrian. Lee, Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not for Your Mother?
2: Heather, I saw this story and I thought of you. So good. Sex toys are often seen as taboo. <laughs> but if you're not too prudish about the devices, you could get paid to design
1: one. I already did. Yes, we call mm-hmm. it the Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to put on makeup. <laughs> My favorite's beaker.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: it's the fluffy hair.
2: Me 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 me
0: me. Or animal. <laughs> oh. Animal.
1: And I want. And I love. And I need.
0: Woman. Nice.
1: Any other impressions we want to do from the Muppets? Or are we good now? Mm. Yep, we're out.
2: Love Honey has launched a new design-a-sex toy competition with a prize of £5,000, as well as a chance to earn royalties on your product,
1: Heather. I already have an idea. Okay. Well, don't share it with everyone. They'll take it off you.
2: The sex toy firm is accepting toy designs for penises, prostates... I don't quite get that part, but...
1: Um men have prostates, Yeah. if you push things up there that vibrate
2: Are you sure it's, it's meant to prostates
1: be or
0: prosthetics? No, it's prostates. <laughs>
1: I'm glad we cleared that up. There was a complication at my last prosthetics test I had with the doctor. Bring your knees to your chest, sir. I've got some prosthetics. <laughs> Christ, that's an artificial leg. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Look, you've left your shoe behind.
0: <laughs> I'll give you the fist. <laughs> oh,
1: controversial.
2: Volvo solo play in couples, although the designs must have a sci-fi theme.
1: Oh, still have an idea. Yep. Rocket. I thought yeah. you might. Seeing we're in Minnesota, I want to call one the jelly green giant.
0: That's not sci-fi. That's not sci-fi.
1: I'm just saying. I just wanted to put that out there. And why would
0: you be designing that? The Jelly
1: Green Giant.
0: You'd oh. be better off designing a jellyfish. The Buck Rogers.
1: <laughs>
2: the, Buck. the beady beady beady. beady, 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 beady,
1: beady. <laughs> Tweaky, get on your back. You lie down now. You
2: lie down
1: now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's a good turn, didn't it? The Flesh Gordon. Flesh Gordon, yeah. There. There's lots of sci-fi themes we can We can do the Chewy. That no, would be one, wouldn't it? the Wookiee hole. There you go. Oh, see how? See that, how that, that works? That big
2: sandworm thing?
1: Oh, the <laughs> Sarlacc pit. Is that the Sarlacc pit? That was. A, they were accused of having that as a giant vagina. There's yeah. been essays and PhD papers written on the Sarlacc pit see? being a giant exactly. vagina. You're not a million miles no, away. No, I'm then. not. No, you know what you're doing. I do. Not really, but. Uh,
2: love honey said can you transport your imagination ten years down the road and give us a design that will help shape the future of sex if so you could be in with a chance of bagging a five thousand cash prize in your local currency but that's not all wow there's more there's more we're spoiling you the winning design has a chance of being made into an actual product, which will go on sale in the Love Honey website, and it could earn you hundreds of thousands of dollars in royalties. Oh, I have three ideas now. Okay. These royalties can add up over the years. According to Love Honey, the winner of the 2009 competition has earned over... Anybody want to take a stab at it?
1: 300000
2: $300, £500,000. £300,000. Wow.
1: Thank you. The tie-me-up fighter there. (laughs) I've been working on that for three minutes. No, okay, I thought it was a winner. Give me another few minutes. I'll come up with some more. And
2: um, that was for an oral sex toy. I don't know, but um, the competition has three <laughs> categories. <laughs> oh, nom <bro.
1: laughs> The problem came, of course, when it's 220 volts in this country, and I took it back to Britain, and we're 240.
2: Oh, yeah. It took
1: him an hour to just Shocking. wipe the smile off his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You're wearing our weight what are you doing in there don't come in (laughs) mum Do not come in. I've got a cup of tea for your son. Don't leave it on the side. Do not come in. Who's in there with you? I'm on the phone. Why are the lights dimming in the hallway? Do not come in. Do not dinner was a very quiet process that evening as I pushed my scrambled egg around my plate, trying not to make eye contact.
0: With Shh. the roast beef. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All was going well until my mother asked me if I wanted stuffing. Ooh. Good times. What have you got there, Michelle? Keep so, going. So
2: the, the competition has three categories, students, professional designers, and then one for the general public although the prize money is the same for each category. So, Heather, mark this down. The competition is open now and closes on February 21st.
0: How do you have to submit
2: it and where to again? Just go to the Love Honey website.
1: It's all on Facebook. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I
2: don't pay attention.
1: I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually drawn in my unconscious. I've drawn a willy with a rocket coming out the end of it. I just thought I'd... Share that with Oh, you're onto something there. I think so. Yeah, it's a Saturn V rocket, and it's detachable in three parts. As long as you don't get your capsule at the end caught, you'll be fine. The eagle has landed. This is true. Fantastic story. You can catch up with that on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. A mum was stunned to find a wine gum. Do you know what wine gums are? I love them. You bought me some wine gums, didn't you, at some point? Yes. Wine gums. They're like a chewy kind of candy originally they would have had wine in them but not today
2: i probably ate them all you had them all
1: wow she's anyone after three wine gums do you know yeah yeah a mum was stunned to find a wine gum shaped like a fella's meat and two veg becky crocker (laughs) that's becky crocker 34 Pulled the phallic fruit-flavoured treat out of the bag on a family car trip. I love sucking hard candy on a long trip. (laughs) I bet she does. She initially thought three of her favourite black wine gums were stuck together before she saw its rude shape and burst out laughing. It had to be the black ones, didn't it? Yeah. The mother of two was setting off for Christmas shopping with her parents, said, I bought some snacks. And we were going on a road trip with my six-month-old daughter. We were just handing the bag around, and I took one out, thinking I was in luck. I have a giant sweet. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. I was about to put it in my mouth, then I realized I had picked up three stuck together. I thought that was a bit much, and went to separate them, but it was actually all one joined-up sweet. Oh. When I saw what it looked like. We all burst out laughing. It's not something you'd expect to find in a packet of wine gums. It was showing it round to both my parents, who both loved it. It reminded them of their honeymoon, apparently. Yes. Because they had a road trip and had wine gums then as well. Accountant Becky bought the packet of £1 Maynard's Bassett wine gums from a local newsagent in Western Supermare, Somerset. The three blackcurrant sweets appeared to have been formed in the shape of the same mould, but failed to separate at the factory. Becky said, my favourite ones have always been the black ones. You literally couldn't get any closer to the shape of a penis if you tried. I've been there. And she tried. (laughs) Menards have been approached (laughs) for a comment. Malformed wine gum or take them as they come. You decide go to our Facebook site Mm-mm. more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the evening in the round that we call not for your mother. Get the bucket. Get the bucket out. Get,
0: Get the, the bucket, bucket out. out. Get the bucket out. Last Get night I bucket. saw
1: Michelle spewing her guts. Ooh chunky chunky,
0: chunky chunky cheese. cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> She's assumed the position already and taken her glasses off. Pull your hair back, sweetheart.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, good to you.
2: Maybe I'm going to try and be strong.
0: So, Rat Ratpachum44 felt something sticking out of his bottom.
1: <laughs> and soon... Was it, by any chance, Steve Martin's career? You leave him alone. I loves him.
0: Uh, I love him. I love you, Steve. Britney Spears'
1: latest album. Call
0: me, Steve. And soon he yanked a live parasite out of his oh. bumhole. It's
1: oh. like the yes. scene from Carl in Star Trek. The a- repulsed, the repulsed <laughs> father. It's aliens, but out your ass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great. The repulsed father from. Udon Thani in northeastern Thailand described its texture as kind of sticky and stretchy.
1: But what about the parasite?
0: (laughs) I felt like I wasn't
1: finished defecating. Defecating, not defecating.
0: Defecating.
1: Defecating.
0: Like something was left as it
1: wriggled. Like he's got a... A hanger on.
0: Yeah.
1: A on. He's a got a Klingon.
0: Klingon. Yeah. What do you call it over here? Out. There was something Dingleberries. sticking Dingleberries. out of uh, my bottom. Dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures show a long tapeworm. Pictures? Wriggling oh. up on the side of the toilet. Oh.
1: You're going to meet a tall dark stranger and come into some money.
0: Kritzada took the snaps of his. Poop tapeworm. Poop
1: worm.
2: Get yeah. the knife.
0: Get the poop knife. Kill it before it lays eggs. <laughs> and then flush the slithering parasite down the loo. He added. I had just finished dropping my child off at school. <laughs> dropping the kids <laughs> off Dropping the, the kids pole.
1: off
2: at the pool. He meant
1: it literally, but... <laughs> and then he... By the way, and then let's he just run some in. errands. If you had stuff like this flying out of your ass, why would you contact the local newspaper and say, look what just came out of I'm my I'm going to
0: tell you why.
1: Oh, he's making money, is he?
0: When I had to go for a number two. Number two. I got up to see what it was wriggling on my stomach. He needs to chew his food more. is what needs to happen. So it crawled. Let's just picture this. It was wriggling out of his bum and it started to wind its way up his stomach. Wind your body down. Michelle. Wow. Wow. But the dad is unsure how it would go inside of him in the first place. I don't
1: remember eating that.
0: Tapeworms are flat, ribbon-like worms that can live in your gut if you swallow their eggs or small, newly-hatched worms. So... Tapeworm infections are rare in the UK, but are fairly common in other parts of the world. The worms can occasionally spread to other parts of the body and cause serious problems, but most are easily treated and won't cause serious problems. This was 32 feet long. Feet? No. That's a
1: tennis court. Feet. Freaking feet. Feet. Way. feet. What feet are doing? Pulling it out cool. like a rope? Or... It- Oh thirty-two feet. feet long. Feet. He came out with his false teeth on the end of it. That's thirty-two feet. He pulled
0: out the hot dog that he had just got. Yeah, There's a tug of war. He's trying to eat a hot
1: dog. There's a fight going on.
0: That's a tennis court. And there is pictures, and you There's... can actually see it. It is. It's got
1: switchblade. Yes, and it's tattoos. Thirty. Two feet literally it looks like i can't the invisible... your stomach intestines must be about 32 feet i mean its head must have been that... in your tonsils and its tail must have been that sticking is out why your ass. he
0: contacted the news because he because you can see the little sections of the flatworm and everything
1: <laughs> oh no here he comes oh no <laughs> michelle's it's got disgusting. a lovely shade of sage and onion
0: it really is and he's you could see it oh, in between his fingers and oh cuz he was just pulling on it i mean it, it, it was like <laughs> it was like dental floss it was like you know wonder, wonder woman's lasso <laughs> i
1: can't tell a lie it's a tapeworm. That's terrible. It just
0: kept coming like a magician's hankie. <laughs> it kept coming. <and> coming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How would you describe the colour of Michelle's face right now? Puce. That's lovely. <laughs> you could tie the end to your bed knob and just go jumping out the window. You could skip rope with it. He's bungee jumping <laughs> off of bridges. <laughs> Terrible. He can jump the rope. Fun you can. Have. I almost want one. It's like your best friend. The things we've done together. <laughs> Me and my tapeworms. I love you, tapeworm. You're my best friend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's outrageous. Well, tapeworms,
0: believe it or not, can grow up to 55 feet long <sighs> and can survive in the intestine of a human
1: for 25 years. Wow. I almost feel bad that you've got a part on that. I don't know anyone that long. That's ridiculous. So you've known the worm. Longer. Longer than you were married. I well, wasn't hard, was it?
0: <laughs> you shit that one out, too. <laughs> That's right. They both
1: went the same way. They both got flushed. That's nice. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I had a fairy tale marriage. Grim. <laughs> and they both ended when you wiped your butt. That's not very nice. That took a <laughs> turn, didn't it? Tapeworm love. Or heavens above. You decide, to go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Want to see a picture? No. Yeah, go on. No. If you got one?
0: No. I can pull one up on a pewter. We'll go and have a look. Please, no. And our
1: listeners can go and have a look on our Facebook site. It's disgusting. It's a nice one. Yeah. Do you know which ends which?
0: Not nah, the you one smiling at you. See which one smiles. <laughs> That's right.
1: Good times. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, with zero points, a giant duck egg is Nathan. He gets a taxi yeah. cab ride and a change of women's underwear, so that's mm. good news for him. In third place tonight is myself. I only scored two this evening. I get a soup made of my ancestors and a matchbox with a finger in it that I can scare children with at Christmas time. In second place tonight is Michelle. She scored a miserable three, but got up to two. She gets a night with a butt cannon and a mosquito net. But yeah. winning tonight's show, our runaway leader in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera, is Miss Morris. She scores 12. She gets an evening out with the Ninja Turtles, and she is getting a song sung to her by Dick Van Dyke on his birthday. Oh, so that's not a bad... Uh, present to have there for coming in first do not fear listener remember we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird and remember to jump over to SoundCloud right now search for MQTA radio and you will find us doing a round called not for your Mother, my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Laura Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Curry, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society. Remember, you have been listening to MQTA, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. The light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.